Discover the hidden Israelite ancestry of some of the most powerful nations on earth. Watch as scripture unveils the terrifying future of America and Great Britain as revealed through the sabbatical and jubilee years. Discover the identity of Assyria and its role in this final jubilee cycle. Learn of the pending judgments that are to be soon poured out as a result of transgressing the sabbatical years. Sighted Moon. A commonwealth. A commonwealth. Where is that in the world? Where is the commonwealth of China? Where is the commonwealth of Russia? Where is the commonwealth of India? The only commonwealth I know of is Britain of which Canada, one of the greatest nations on earth, is a part of. Of which Australia, one of the greatest, second greatest nations on earth, is a part of. And New Zealand, no one here from New Zealand, is one of the last greatest nations on earth, of which the United States and all those rebellious Yanks are also a part of. Because the loyalists stayed with England after the war. And we're going to show you where you got your name from. So Jacob goes out to get his wife, and he falls asleep, and he has a dream, and he sees this ladder going up to heaven, and he sees the angels coming back and forth, and Jehovah tells him these promises again. You can read that in Genesis 28. But he takes that stone, and he anoints that stone. And you'll read about this stone throughout your Bible the pillar stone that all the kings of Israel had to be anointed on. And Jacob set it up. It's a column in Elohim's house. This is a stone in Jehovah's temple. I am the El of Bethel, where you anointed the standing column. See, even Jehovah took notice of this column. This is a very special column. Here's Bethel. See it in relation to Jerusalem. And Jehovah, Genesis 35, verse 1, And Elohim said to Jacob, Arise, go up from Bethel, and dwell there, and make an altar there to El, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother. And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign mighty ones that are among you. Who had them? Rebekah. Oh, Rachel, Rachel, I'm getting my women all mixed up today. I am, that's okay, it's early. I'm allowed to be dopey too. And let us arise and go up from Bethel, and let me make there an altar to El. We're looking for that altar right now. We found one at the two mountains, the mountains of blessings and cursings. I was on the wrong mountain last year. So they put away all their idols and they kept on going. Let's see. So here we read of that pillar again in 2 Kings 11. And he brought out the son of sovereign and put him on the diamond, uh, put on him the diamonds and the witness and they set, they set him up to reign and anointed him and they clapped their hands and said, let the king live. Long live the king. You say that every time you elect a president. No, you don't. We do. 
Long live the Queen. We say that in Canada. Because it's a tradition that started right here in 2 Kings. And Athaliah, that wicked woman that I told you about yesterday, those four people that were removed, blotted out, Athaliah heard the noise of the runners of the people, and she came to the people into the house of the Lord, the house of Jehovah, and looked and saw the sovereign standing by the column, by that stone that Jacob had slept on. There it is, right there. That's where they anointed the king. 2 Kings 23.1 And the king sent, and they gathered to him all the elders of Judah and all of Jerusalem. And the king went up to the house of Jehovah, and all the men of Judah and all the people of Jerusalem with him, and the priests and the prophets and all the people. This is a big deal, what's going on here? From the small even to the great. And he read all the words of the book of the covenant. Oh, there's the covenant again which was found in the house of Jehovah so that they could hear it in their ears. And the king stood by the pillar, the column, the same stone that Jacob slept on, and made his covenant before Jehovah. They made the covenant before the stone again. What is the stone that Jacob had? Where is it today? That stone was just taken from England back to Scotland. That's the, what these people are doing here. It's a big deal in Scotland. How many of you are Scotch? See, I wouldn't admit it too much because they're pretty dang stubborn. <laughs> How many of you are Irish? Oh, so that takes care of the Scottish people. How many of you are English? How many of you are Newfie? We win. Newfoundlanders, for all you guys who don't know what a Newfie is. We're the funny people from the far eastern coast of Canada. This rock is important in Scotland. And they say this rock came from that column. And it's got broken half. Now there's two of them. And if that rock ain't underneath the, the throne of the queen or the king when he's anointed, they aren't the king or queen. There it is. There's the rock under the throne of King James that all the kings and queens have been sitting on since that time. The Liophale does not translate as big stone, and it is Gaelic. And Steve and I were talking about Gaelic last night. It's called the Stone of Destiny, Jacob's Pillar. And there's a myth that goes with it that it would cry out beneath the king who took the sovereignty of Ireland. There's another myth, that a red-headed freckled boy will come by and the stone will cry out. That's an Irish myth. What's that mean? What's that got to do? Well, didn't Yeshua say when he's walking up to the temple, that, shut those guys up, don't let them call you the, uh, Hosanna? He said, if they don't do it, the stones will do it. What's he talking about? He's talking about the stones. Here's Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth, and you can call her Her Majesty too, because this is your queen, the line of King David. You don't believe me yet, I'm not even started. To I got off on a little rabbit trail when I was doing my notes, and I just had to keep going here. Here's a, one, a memorial. 
This is in Ireland, where they first brought the stone. Guess what part of Ireland? What's the part of Ireland always in trouble? The Northern Irish. But that's where the stone is. Why? Oh. It's in Terra. Terra is in Northern Ireland. Okay, I gotta chew my tongue off here and stay to my nose because I don't want to get too far ahead. The other way I can be done in five minutes and you still won't believe. I gotta present you the proofs. I gotta prove it to you. Genesis 35, verse 10. And Elam said to him, Your name is Jacob, your name is no longer called Jacob, but Israel. Israel is your name, so he called his name Israel. And this is where we get the name Israel to this day. And you all know this, this is old news. But Jacob had 12 sons. Under Leah, he had Reuben, uh, Levi, Judah, Simeon, Issachar, Zebulun, and Daniel. And the numbers there are the order they were born in. Okay? With Zilba, he had Gad and Asher. With Rachel, he had Joseph and Benjamin. With Bilhah, he had Dan and Naphtali. And these are the 12 tribes. And these four women are different, and they got different genes, and that's why the children there look a little bit different, but also look the same. I like looking at a garden that has lots of different flowers instead of all one bunch. But one bunch is also beautiful too. And that's what Jehovah is doing. He's mixing up his children to look beautiful in all different shapes and sizes. 1 Chronicles 5.1 As for the sons of Reuben, in case you know the story of Reuben, he profaned his father's bed. Who are the Reubenites? They're the French. Why are they French? Because they're Reubenites. What is the thing about Reuben? He has this hormone that wants to get into bed with his stepmom. But his stepmom is a lot younger. So he's about the same age as Reuben. Now we call that the French romantic thing. Everything French is romantic. Je parle français, je suis mon romantic. Aussi, no? No. That's a trait. It's a national trait. So because of that, Reuben lost the birthright. So the name of Israel never went to Reuben. And you see that in Reuben today. Reuben is unstable as water. That's a symbol. We're going to get to that a little bit later. He's unstable as water. What happened during the uh, 1800s? Reuben, the firstborn, took over almost all of North America. What's that, uh, the Louisiana Treaty? Is that what happened? What? Louisiana Purchase. How much did you guys pay for that? Yeah, not too much. It was in Canadian funds. Okay, so Reuben had this land. This could, you all could be speaking French right now. Some of you have got French names. Mr. Cote, Monsieur Dumont, that's moi. When the French come down, they came down the Mississippi, and my ancestors were one of the first ones down the Mississippi River. It's recorded in our history books in Canada. That's awesome. They've seen this land in its prime. Then the Americans took over and wrecked it. <laughs> Little shots. Okay? Genesis 48, 15. This is another blessing. This is a blessing of Jacob on his 12 sons, but now he does something different. 
the firstborn of Joseph, was supposed to be blessed with the right hand. But Jacob, he's old, he's senile, and he goes, right? You've read the story, but this is very significant because it's also prophetic, but Jacob did it on purpose. The younger one is going to be greater than the older one. And the younger one is going to get the blessing, but the older one is also going to get the blessing. Read this, read this. What's he talking about? Who is he talking about? You, the American people, came out of Britain, the older one. You came out of us, and you are greater than us. And you are us. And I say us is the British, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, stuff And we have people from, except New Zealand here today. So this blessing is very significant. And Joseph got upset and tried to stop it. What does Jacob say? But Joseph got a deal. Um, Jacob says in the next word, but his father refused to say, I know my son, I know. He also becomes a people, and he also is great. And yet his younger brother is greater than he, and his seed has become the completeness of nations. And he blessed him on that day, saying, In you, Israel shall be shall blessed, saying, He will make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. Thus he put Ephraim before Manasseh. What did he just do? He just passed the name of Israel on to Ephraim. The name, Israel, is not the state of Israel. It's not Jewish. It's Ephraim. Do you get that? Do you understand that? Do you see the thing? Because they've named the state of Israel, the state of Israel, but they've robbed you of your name and confused you and all this stuff that everyone's trying to tell you about. That's confusing. Keep it simple. Go back. It's very simple. Follow the line. One step at a time. You know, Lego blocks. Right? If, remember I told you how to count to seven? Get your seven-year-old kid to show you. Lego blocks. One on top of the other. While the spirit of prophecy was still upon Jacob, he called all his sons together to tell them what their posterity would become, should become when? In the last days. Today. The last days. Among other prophetic utterances, of which uh, we shall speak later. Oh, I'm, this is me talking. I thought I was reading the scripture. Was the following concerning Judah and the scepter. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. So we're going to cover that more now. Nor a lawgiver from between his feet. So now Judah goes around telling me in Israel, you got to obey me because I'm Judah the lawgiver. But I'm not keeping Torah exactly the way it says, but I got authority to change that. And they use this verse. Okay, I'm going off in a rapture. I'll stop right now. That's not right. You keep the Torah the way it says to keep it. Don't let any man tell you to change it and do it some other way. Not me, not your father, not your brother, no one. It says how to keep the Torah, and all you got to do is read it. It's simple. And Jacob called his sons and said, Gather together, so that I declare to you what shall befall you in the last days. 
Gather together and hear, you sons of Jacob, and listen to Israel, your father. Now, we're going to be talking, I'm not sure where I'm going yet, but uh, we're going to be talking about some heraldry later today, and I want you to pay attention to these symbols. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my power, and the beginning of my... So imagine you talking to your own son. And the beginning of my strength, the excellency... This is what the French do. We think we're pretty good. We have, we should have power because we're French. In Quebec, we have French laws, so you can't speak English or any other language in the province of Quebec. Why? Because we're French, and we're the best, and we're the French. That's what the French, you know, I love the French. You know, that's my ancestry. The excellency of exaltation and the excellency of power. And this is a symbol for Reuben. In messianic circles, too. Reuben's two symbols are man and water. The primary symbols. Boiling like water. So this is what Jacob's now saying to him. Boiling like water, you do not excel because you went up to your father's bed, then you defiled it. He went up to my couch. What does boiling like water? What's that unstable mean? If you look at the French government, how many parliaments have they had? How many constitutions have they had? Lots. Unstable as water. They keep mixing things up because they can't fix it and say, that's it, that's the way it's going to be. No, we're going to change the next election. And we're going to have that next election in two years instead of four or five or six. That's the French. So, here's the next one. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their weapons are implements of violence. Let my being not enter their council. Let my esteem not be united to their assembly, because they slew a man in their displeasure, and they lamed an ox in pleasure. Cursed be their displeasure, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. And I divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Wow. How many of you are Simeonites? No volunteers. How many of you are, how many of you are Levites? Oh, man. Okay, let me ask you this. How many of you know your family crest? Get one. Oh, we got a few hands. Okay. How many of you have in that family crest from Scotland, Ireland, England, a sword on it? Oh, there's a Levite, there's a Simeonite back there. This is you, brother. Man, I wish I hadn't put my hand up. But, Simeon had a great nation. And you all know the history of that. Let me tell you who some of them are. The Trojans. The Trojans. Some of the best military men in the world are Simeonites. We need Simeonites in almost every nation because they are our military strength. That's what they're good at. See, I'm good at organizing stuff. That's what I do at work. To bring things. I'm not good at doing everything individually. I bring lots of people in that they can do it. We have our talents. And these are God-given talents that we've inherited. Simeon is military. Levi is military. Why? Because they slew 
Shechem. Remember that story? This is where this comes from. But they did it because he raped their sister. So it's kind of like a righteous justice. Simeon, Levi, here's their secondary symbol. How many of you guys that didn't put up your hand have this symbol in your family crest? A castle. No? That's a great phone call. <laughs> okay, for you guys who can't hear this on the video, somebody's phone is sounding like the trumpet blast, and we all just stopped and listened. And awesome. And now someone's leaving with a real red face. <laughs> I got to get that on my phone, but I still got a flip phone. Here's another symbol for Levi. A castle. And you'll see that on family crests all over the place. Because Levi and Simeon are scattered amongst the 12 tribes. How many of you got a lion on your family crest? This is a symbol for Judah. And you see that in Israel today. The lion of Judah. Right? And you, Judah, your brothers praise you. Now count, count, pay attention here, count. Your, pre- your brothers praise you. Your hand is on their neck, of, is on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children bow down to you, before you. Judah is a lion's cub. And the prey you have gone up. I'm sorry, I'm, I have. From the prey you have gone up, my son. He bowed down and he crouched like a lion. And a lion who does not rouse him. The scepter shall not turn aside from Yehuda, nor a lawgiver from beneath his feet until Shiloh comes. And to him is the obedience of peoples. Binding his donkey, donkey to the vine and the donkey's colt to the choice vine, he washed his garments in wine and his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine and his teeth whiter than milk. Here's a clue. How many times do they say lion? Or three times. That's why they got three lions on there. Right? That's a symbol. That's a symbol for Judah. You ever see these symbols anywhere? Yeah? No? Yeah? Yeah? Come on. Yeah? They're everywhere. Not just in Judah. Who said England? Right. Zebulun dwells in the seashores. He is for a haven for ships, and his brother is unto Zion. And that's his symbol. So now we're going to get into some of the lesser brothers. The symbols are a little bit harder to identify and, and put, uh, put your thumb on it. But this is what people are coming up with. Issachar is a strong donkey lying down between two birds, and he saw that a resting place was good and that the land was pleasant and he inclined his shoulder to bear the burden and became a subject to slave labor. Now, that's a strange blessing. But this is, you're not looking at a person now, you're looking at nations. What nations are doing this? Finland. Zebulun is Holland. They push back the sea. They suck the choice minerals out of the sea floor.
It is because of listeners like you who have had the foresight to both pray for us and financially support this program that have allowed us to continue to teach others who are still looking for these truths. Because you have paid it forward, many are now able to hear this message and to learn these truths about the sabbatical and jubilee cycles along with the magnificent prophecies that reveal which could only be revealed in these very last days. When you support our efforts financially today, we are able to produce more radio and video teachings that help others who are waking up and beginning to look for the God that warned us of these curses that are already happening on the nightly news and of even worse, what is yet to come. You can send your support by going to our support page at www.sidedmoon.com or by mailing checks, bank drafts, or money orders made out to Joseph F. Dumond, P.O. Box 21007 RPO, 151st Street, Orangeville, Ontario, Canada, L9WS30. On behalf of those yet to be called, we thank you for helping us get this end time warning out. <laughs>